Good morning, everyone. It is the 3rd of October. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. Last week brought further volatility to markets. Equity markets were hit by the double negative expectation of lower growth and higher funding costs. But the bond markets grabbed the headlines, reaching levels not seen since 2008. The US Federal Reserve claimed to be attentive to any spillovers from a global bond market route. But it was the UK gilts market that was the clear catalyst, Alex. Morning, Lorna. Yes, that's right. Turmoil in UK government debt sends shockwaves through global markets, sparking big swings in both US and European bonds. The 10-year US Treasury bond yields had their biggest single-day rise, meaning prices fell, since the initial COVID lockdowns occurred. The issue became global as European and US investors offloaded their more liquid debt there to cover the losses stemming from the UK. So what was it that initially spooked the gilt market in the UK? It was Bank of England stepping into Britain's bond market to stem a market route. They pledged to buy around £65 billion or $69 billion of long-dated gilts after the new government's tax plan triggered the biggest sell-off in decades. UK debt across the spectrum rallied with yields rising as debt became more expensive to service. This followed the UK's mini-budget, which sought a huge increase overall spending, which aimed to soften the likely recession by supporting growth and capping energy costs. But the market took exception to the increased spending, which was unchecked by any meaningful initial forecast increase in tax receipts. Yes, the law of unintended consequences there. And the Bank of England also stepped into the currency markets. Yes, that's right, Lorna. The euro and sterling rallied on Friday, buoyed by Bank of England's steps to reassure markets and the hawkish signals coming from the European Central Bank as some calm returned to foreign exchange markets at the end of a wild week. Euro and sterling had moved continually lower as the US particularly looked further down the road on rate rises, which in turn had continued to support the US dollar. The Eurozone's economic difficulties are clearly intensifying with the first ever double-digit inflation reading. What are the consequences of this? So European inflation hit 10% and piles pressure on the European Central Bank to keep raising interest rates aggressively. Increases in food and energy again over the month pushed the 19 country inflation number to the highest annual rate since the currency's formation. There had begun some initial thought that the overall inflation number may be potentially plateauing, but a look at the year-over-year change shows a continuation of a very worrying trend vertically. This obviously isn't a European problem, however, but Europe is at the epicentre of the energy crisis, which is clearly the largest contributor. Energy prices here move 40% higher on an annual basis in September, and the ECB continues to be fairly far behind the other central banks in tightening rates. Yes, as you say, the force driving European inflation has been these energy prices, particularly gas prices, and we've had new drama there. We have. There's been damage to Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines in the Baltic Sea, where waters have been churning since Monday by leaking Russian gas. This has seen the price of gas spike once again in Europe, with markets fearing that the attack, likely perpetuated by Russia, is a threat to their own seafloor infrastructure, which threatens other energy pipelines and communication cables. Indeed, the attack occurred only a few kilometres from another energy pipeline across the Baltic Sea. And after all this turbulence then, the week ahead looks fairly quiet as far as data points are concerned. We've seen the oil prices picking up in expectation of production cuts from the OPEC Plus group. What else is on your radar, Alex? Next week's fairly quiet, as you mentioned, but we are seeing some ISM manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMI rates, which is expected to decrease from last month, but remains above the expansionary level of 50. We will also be seeing US jobs date on the 7th of October, again expected to slow, but moderately so. This will show whether the Fed's rate hike barrage is finally making some impact there. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna.